Combo Nation, what is up everyone and welcome to the very early 2023 Combos Court NBA Mock Lottery Draft. Pierre of Through the Wire and Corey of No Ceilings, aka the NBA Draft Dude, joins in on an NBA Mock Draft here at Combos Court, it's never too early for NBA Draft Talk. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Luca, don't do it to him. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the very, very early Combos Court 2023 NBA Mock Draft. We have Pierre, Pee Wee the Plug, Friday Night Lights, Through the Wire. What's the vibes, P? Nothing much, bro. Chilling. It's been a while. I didn't know. Uh, well, I did know, but when you first hit me up, I didn't know Corey was going to be on here. So I'm a lot more comfortable and confident in my picks because he who I get my information from. So <laughs> I'm all good. <laughs> and as P just said, we definitely have Corey, the draft dude. No ceilings. What is up, Corey? I saw you were playing uh, NBA Jam wedding night. Congratulations. Yeah, you know. Thank what you. Team, appreciate that. <laughs> what team did you choose? I used to t- uh, play with uh, Horace Grant and Pippen. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I can't just play one game. I think in the particular ah. photo, it might have been the Suns. Okay. Okay. Might have okay. might have been going with the Suns. So wait. So I remember Barkley was taken off. Not to go too much of an NBA tangent, but Barkley was taken off early. I think he was in a few versions of the game. So who was it? Kevin Johnson and Marley? Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Y'all. Oh. KJ and KJ and and uh, Thunder Dan. You you already know. Well, is that wait? P. So you don't even have an NBA Jam team? No idea. But it's so long ago. I can't remember who I used to play with. I I remember you used to have two on two. You get yeah. high, they get the fire on the thing. But I can't remember who I used to play with. I think at that time, I may have not been as familiar. So I used to just probably pick whoever. Like, yeah. whatever team looked the coolest, I probably picked back in those days. Most definitely. But off to, off of NBA Jam to the NBA Draft, we're about to flip this coin. P, I'll let you call it. What do you want? Heads or tails? Always heads. Even though tails never fail, so it's probably going to be tails. <laughs> it is tails. It's a weird quarter, but it is tails. So there we go. Um, Corey, uh, I don't think you'll surprise us with this one, but we got to know <laughs> who you'll go with, with the number one pick of the Combos Court very early NBA draft. Who do you have? I, I'm not shocking anybody here. I'm taking, uh, you know, the the alien life form himself, Victor Wimbanyama. Uh, this is one of those no-brainer situations. You know, I, I think that there's probably going to be people who try to flip it the other way throughout the, this process just to kind of, you know, get some views or, or whatever on, on some videos. But this uh, is one of those things like you overthink it. You're going to get yourself in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. I don't think there's much of a de- debate there from anybody. Um, If the guy stays healthy, I mean, it'd be pretty hard to see a situation that this guy won't be at least a perennial all-star, right? Mm-hmm. Like minimum. Yeah, that's Minimum. what I'm thinking. I mean, yeah. I mean, what's crazy with him is like looking at his pre-NBA tape. I mean, there's there's so few guys that you could even compare it to like that level. Right. Like I did a, a, an exercise where I went back and watched like every available LeBron high school game that I could find. And I'm talking like 
combo. I know you're a New York guy. I'm talking like I went back to the Amityville verse St. Vincent, St. <laughs> Mary, like Jason Frazier uh, Ooh, shout game out to Jason that, Frazier. that you can't even like you're watching like scrambles, right? Like I, I watched everything and like Le- sometimes you're like, man, LeBron don't even like his high school tape doesn't even look that good. So to see what Victor is doing. And to see how polished and fluid and like the fact that he's so big, it's so impressive that like it, it, it really is like he we've a lot. We will say this pro- prospect is generational and it's so overused, but he yeah. really, really is. We've never, ever, ever seen anybody like him. And not only that, to piggyback, to piggyback on your point. Um, he's improving at a rapid rate. Like if we didn't even see any improvement from what we saw last year to those G league ignite games and what he's doing this year, he would still be the number one pick. But on top of all that, we're seeing massive improvement with the jump shot. Yeah. And cause don't get me wrong. Like I, I was skeptical about the jump shot being as, as um, consistent as it is right now early. Cause last year it was, you know, it was very theoretical, you know, like he wasn't a great free throw shooter, he would have flashes. Like he had a game where I think he had like five threes in a game, but like it was few and far between. Cause like at some point you got to make shots if you're going to be labeled, you know, the next, uh, a seven, three KD, right? Like you got to make some, some shots, what he showed in Vegas. It's like, okay, he's making some shots. Yeah. <laughs> he's making some shots. So tough shots too. Tough shots, tough shots. So it, it's unprecedented what we're seeing. Yeah. Almost I'm trying tough. to live in his moment. Like as far as, not playing a game of second guessing him and doing that for the sake of conversation. This dude is like, first and foremost, it's not usual in these days and this time where a player is being picked first because of their impact. It's normally potential. We hear the word potential, what they will become. But even seeing how Paulo has came out the gate to start the season, um, and and knowing Vic should have a even greater impact. It's gonna be it's gonna be nice to see somebody have potentially like all star type status from day one. Potentially, I don't want to put too much on his plate or put too much hype on him. But if we're seeing if what we're seeing in the G League transfers over into the NBA, we can see somebody who is an all star level player immediately, and that's that's video game type. That that's literally what would happen if we were playing a two K league and we all got to create our own selves at the best it would be him a seven four guy who block shots dribble shoots threes turn around fades you know like it just can do nothing wrong and to see it in real life is kind of crazy it, it is hey. and i'm not a guy that buys into hype too much <laughs> most definitely the hype is well warranted let's move to the number two pick overall p who do you have definitely school henderson um this dude is he's reminiscent of the guards that I grew up watching. Strong guards, very fast. But the one thing that impressed me um about him the most when I watched him out in Vegas, I wasn't there, but obviously that's what they were in Vegas. Um he's got a good control of, of speed and pace, which I think is something when I grew up watching Derrick Rose, John Wall, you know, those type of guards. They had the speed, but it, it used to be they came in and it was out of control and it took them a year or two to control it. When I see him play, and even still when I see him play, he has it under control already. And he's knowing how to parlay that into his advantages, whether it's leveraging it for himself to score a bucket, doing it for a teammate. And I'm impressed because a lot of the guys I've seen him play with, they're not necessarily household names. And if they are, they're a little bit, you know, 
past the the NBA point. So when you put real NBA talent around him, it should get even easier. So the spacing ain't the greatest out there either at certain times. So I, I'm yeah. interested to see how he's going to be with an NBA team. And most importantly, what team it's going to be. Because the point guard position is tricky in the NBA, man. The point guard position is tricky. It seems overstacked, but then we keep getting good guard talent coming into the league at the same time. So it's, it's interesting. He does remind me of some of the point guards you mentioned, but I would say the shooting potential is even higher from what he's showing in the G League, right? Yo, for, yeah, for sure, because D. Rose didn't have the shot at first. John Wall definitely didn't either. And that's what I'm like. I remember watching, and I'm like, I get a little bit of Dewan Wagner feel from him a little bit. Um, but he's definitely he's definitely a guy that I think won't get talked about as much as he should because Victor's so good. But it, it, I'm starting to catch up my damn self and realizing how good Scoot is as well. It's easy to just follow the Vic train, but Scoot can hoop, man. He he He's the real deal. He's strong physically. He's ready from day one. You don't have to worry about that issue. Um, and like I said, the speed thing for guys like him who are athletic at the point guard position, that's usually the problem. And for me, I'm not seeing it as a thing that will probably hinder him. It seems like he got good control of his speed and how to utilize it. So he's going to be real real deal. Most definitely be the number one pick in many other drafts for yes. sure. If, <laughs> if, if Vic wasn't around, let's scoot. You like the segue there? Let's scoot to <laughs> the number three pick. <laughs> Corey, who do you have? have? All right, so this is where my personal rankings start to deviate a little bit from the consensus. I'm taking Jarris Walker from Houston. Wow. Yeah. Surprising me. And not surprising because I know how much you like. You're the reason I knew to watch his first games at Houston where he had he was a monster as well. But, yeah, you put me on him big time. Look, this is a power wings league. This is what we're, this league is turning into. This is what Masai is building with the Toronto Raptors. This is one of the reasons that the Portland Trailblazers have really come on this year. Jarris Walker is 6'8", with a 7'2 wingspan. He's 240 pounds of bad mother effort, <laughs> and he can dribble like a guard. He can... He's an underrated passer. A lot of times for IMG Academy, this dude's bringing the ball up the court. He's looking. He's hitting the head, right? He can defend one through five, I think, legitimately. Um, obviously, you're not putting him on fives for entire portions of games, but in switch situations, he's strong enough, long enough, um, and athletic enough to body up. And he's a better shooter than he's going to get credit for. There are a lot of flashes of guys like Scotty Barnes, of guys like Patrick Williams. He might not be super highly ranked right now. I think in my consensus rankings, he's ranked like 10th in the class. But this is the kind of prospect that NBA teams and the draft community fall in love with as we get closer to the draft. Houston is going to definitely make a run at a Final Four. So that's going to heat up his stock. And... um He's just built for for the modern NBA. So, you know, I, I think out of all the guys I watched pre-college, his tape was the tape that I watched that I just went like, holy, sh like, I like this dude is legit. So I, I think that he is going to skyrocket up boards. He's he's the third ranked prospect in my class. Where do you land on his feel for the game? I, I think he's got pretty good feel for the game, man. Like, I, I think that at IMG. Um, he, he had a lot of moments where 
he would because you could use him as a screener and if he, and a, a roll man and he's hitting guys out of the short roll. Some of the improvisational passes that he's making and he can make live dribble passes. They, it just really, really impressed me. Now, I, I expect there to be, you know, a um, learning curve for speed of the game, you know, when he starts playing some real competition uh, in college. Mm-hmm. But I, I think he's got a high basketball IQ. I think that it actually is a good situation for him because he had really great chemistry with Keontae George at IMG Academy and Marcus Sasser plays a lot like Keontae. Yeah. So I think they're going to develop a great two-man game. And uh, I mean, coach Samson as a defensive coach, like he's, he's already got the instincts and I think the feel on that end for sure. Add that into the coaching that he's going to get there. I, I, I'm telling you this kid's potential is through the roof in my opinion. We have a very interesting mock draft here where he gets uh, selected before Keontae, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah Keontae, Keontae would, uh, you know, they're very close in my rankings. Let's put okay. it, put it that way. <laughs> P who do you have? That could have shook things up, huh? <laughs> I think it's, I think my number four may shake things up a little bit too. Okay. This is a dude I I'm really, I'm really high on. I think he can compete. He can compete for that third spot as well. Uh, Brandon Miller out of Alabama. Let's go. I love oh, yeah. me some Brandon Miller. He's one of my favorite guys in this class. It's hard not to love Scoot and Vic, but outside of those two, I've gravitated to his game the most. Obviously, my favorite player in the league right now is Paul George. So anytime I get these guys that show me flashes of young Paul George, it's quick to fall in love with him. First couple games at Alabama, rebounding the ball well. The second game really shot the ball how we want to see him shoot it the entire year. Um, and I just love I love his confidence. He he came out as like Alabama's guy. And I was afraid because Nate Oates got an offense where it can get in everybody's hands and everybody can, you know, get an opportunity to get hot. He didn't really shy away from it. He took <laughs> he took a few of the first shots in the first game. And I was like, OK, OK, <laughs> um, definitely interested to see how how good he is defensively when we get down to SEC play and how how good he's going to be able to handle, um, you know, more competitive teams a bigger size guarding him as well because I think that's going to be a big thing his frame is a little is, is little um but yeah I, I like Brandon Miller a lot I, I can't wait to see his overall progression into the draft because right now it's it's the top heavy with with the top two and then everybody else is we're just trying to see who's going to rise up to the top to fill out the rest of the top five and I know how this goes you know certain times you got guys projected to be in the top five and sometimes they slip out of the first round completely Sometimes there's still lotto. So I can't yeah. wait to see the type of year he's had. We've had some interesting years over the past couple of seasons, especially for wings. And um him, uh Jairus Walker, who we just named, um, Gigi Jackson, who'll come up. These guys aren't also going to the same schools. Like it used to be Duke, Kentucky, Duke, Kentucky, Duke, Kentucky. But now I, I, this class is a lot even. We got Arkansas, Alabama. South Carolina, Houston, uh, Oregon for Killio Ware. We still got guys going to Duke. So I yeah. kind of like I, I like that a lot where we're, we'll get to see guys be the focal point and guide the team versus when we had Cam, uh, Cam Reddish, RJ, and Zion all on one Duke team. Mm-hmm. So I, I prefer when it's like this personally. And it says a lot about a kid who doesn't go to the, the quote-unquote easiest route. And I'm, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing from some of these guys. And that, when, I, and that aspect. when I talked about who are guys that could jump up the boards previously on this podcast, Brandon Miller was the first name that came to mind. Cause I've seen him like, he was like in the fifteens and twenties of most mm-hmm. mocks from what I was watching. And I was like, this guy's definitely going to jump up the board, but 
I mean, he wasn't really a sleeper then, and he's definitely not a sleeper now after he played that that first <laughs> game, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I I feel I'm the same with you. When I kept seeing mock drafts, they would have everybody. I Keontae George used to get a lot of love, and I'm like, why, man? Nobody's really gravitating to this Brandon Miller kid, and I really like his size, shooting ability. Um, and I knew he was going to fit well with Nate Oates. Nate Oates is probably my favorite college coach right now. I just love the way that they play at Alabama. Yeah. So that, that had me excited that he was going there. I don't want to get too deep into this conversation, but I'm thinking part of the reason of these top end talents spreading out across the college landscape, some of that has to do with the NIL impact. Probably, yes, right. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Probably transfer. Transfers. Yeah, transfer like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like Calipari went. He, you know, he's been he's been like in a transfer portal. A lot <laughs> yeah. of coaches, I don't I, I don't blame them. You get guys who are ready to play um, immediately. They already have the um, experience. So, you know, whatever it is, let, let's let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Most definitely. Coaches have to adapt. The leagues, the NCAA is always changing. Corey, we are up to number five, if I'm not mistaken. Who do we have on your end? Now I am going with Keontae George. Okay. Baylor. Uh, and that rounds out my top five because Brandon Miller would have been uh, in my top five as well there. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I love Keontae George and, um, you know, at IMG Academy, like it, this is the guy that you say is a walking bucket in this class, right? Like I think that he's got the most complete um, scoring package from, you know, a, a guard. Uh, he's like six, three, six, four. So, you know, he, he's kind of that, height that the NBA is shying away from a little bit. Um, you know, everybody wants like the, the bigger guards now, but he's stocky, you know what I mean? So he's got like the body and the frame that defensively, you know, he might not be able to guard up to like fours, but he's gonna be able to hold his own against, you know, some threes. So he's a little bit switchable. And then I think he's the best, uh, shooter in the class. Um, cause he could do it on or off the ball. So creatively, and he's such a good finisher. He'll go right into somebody's chest He's got the hang time, the strength, and, yeah. and the touch. Uh, what he showed early, and it's early. The competition's not the best. The question mark with his game was, can he make plays? Can he make other people better? Because he didn't necessarily show that a lot at IMG Academy. It's not that he played selfishly. You know, he would move off the ball if he needed to, but he didn't show those high level playmaking abilities. Where he's coming off a screen, drawing the help, you know, to to the hoop, and then hitting the weak side stuff like that. He did that a little bit. You know, he was hitting guys back door and 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 passing spots open if he can do that consistently with the way that he scores with the way they teach defense at Baylor I don't see how he isn't a top five guy so um I'm super high on Keontae's potential and uh I think that backcourt might be the most fun backcourt in the nation this year with Adam Flag. you know like those yeah. guys those guys are, are tough yeah super high potential I think the floor is pretty high for him as well yeah. um number six who do we have, P? Who do we have? Before we go there, I wanted to ask Corey, do we have like a, a comparison for Keontae Drew? I've seen the Bradley Bill one a couple mm-hmm. a couple of times. I think there's some Jamal Murray in his game. Okay. A little bit of Jamal okay. Murray. Okay. Um, and number six, I this dude hasn't played yet, but I gotta go. I fell in love with this dude during the FIBA. Yeah, I didn't even know who he was going into the FIBA, if I'm just being completely honest, but Cam Whitmore. <laughs> Cam Whitmore was just a dog, just a just a dog. And I think if you match the dogness he plays with and the, the skill with how they do things at Villanova, even though it's still crazy, Jay Wright is not the coach there anymore. It is crazy. 
It Jay Wright crazy. was like, I used to, when I was a kid, I thought I would play for Jay Wright one day. <laughs> like, he's just a, a good guy. Um, but you take into consideration what they do at Villanova, and they produce good basketball players. That's why I like Josh Hart. Yeah. Mikael Bridges stands out. Brunson for the Knicks. Um, so you know, Archie Diakono is in the, in the league still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sadiq. He with a job. Sadiq, Sadiq Bay. Yes. Um, who I think he could potentially kind of be like in a way, Sadiq Bay. A little bit. Um, you take all that into consideration. I think Cam Whitmore can have a, a prime, a prime breakout year where he's in the top ten for sure. When we talk about strong wings who can shoot the basketball, defend, and get out in transition, he fits that to a T. And every like every team is looking for that. Every team wants that right now. Those strong wings, and I think yeah. Cam Cam Whitmore fits that perfectly. I, I'm ready for him to get on the floor. Do they know when he's going to be back? I think they said a month ago that it would be about a month. So okay. I, I, you know, I don't think they gave an exact timeline for it, but it should be soon. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm excited. Ever since I watched Fever, he stood out the most. Like him, Khalil Ware, um, my guy Anthony Black. I was already familiar with him. Yeah. But I remember walking away from that like, whoa, I don't know who this dude is. Because <laughs> he lit I'm, the net on fire too. Yes. I'm taking his name and I'm writing it down. I'm One of these notepads or something has the name Cam Whitmore because <laughs> I'm like, I got to get familiar with this dude. So give me Cam Whitmore at six. As you were talking about, you can't go wrong with those Villanova guys, man. You for cannot, sure, for sure. Every <laughs> Num- team wants a Josh Hart right now. Number seven, Corey, who do you have? Uh, I'm taking another guy who hasn't played yet um, that's dealing with an injury in Nick Smith uh, from mm. Arkansas. Nick Smith, I think you can make some uh, comparisons to Keontae. They're both, you know, kind of like combo-y guards uh, that can score on or off the ball, can hit you with combo moves, great shooter. I think that Nick Smith, his pre-college tape showed a little bit more playmaking ability than uh, Keontae. Uh, I, I don't think he's going to come to the league and be your like number one primary guy who's running your offense necessarily. I think that, you know, if you had somebody in that role a little bit already where he could handle that, the the ball handling duties, you know, um, with a, with a partner rather than being the main guy, I think that would be the optimal way to use him. But uh, I, I think he's got a really advanced scoring package. Um, yep. And he, he, his AAU tape was actually a lot of fun because he was uh, on the same team as, Brandon Miller. So, um, yeah. And those two guys together were really tough and they did, uh, you know, a lot of cool things out of the pick and roll. So, uh, I'm a big fan of Nick Smith. And I think a guy like Anthony black playing with him is a yeah. lot of fun because Anthony black, I think is the most fun playmaker in the whole class. So th- those two in a yes. backcourt together are, are they, they're going to be, you know, must watch TV at some point this year. Yeah, and he has that floater game. So when you got he's that gotta, floater he's game, he's got a float game, smooth yeah, float game. Most definitely. I almost like most players, that's the shot that separates you, but it's almost like his floater game is better than all the way to the rim game in some ways, right? That's that's kind of the thing that has me going with Keontae over him is that I don't think he's shown the the willingness in the same way to like go and get to the hoop and like draw contact Yeah, he's he, his his flow game is so good he's got such good touch on it so i you know it i mean that's a weapon in and of itself because he's a good passer too and eventually you start leveraging that the way like trey does it to make plays for for yeah. guys rolling to the rim um that's what i want to see from him though i want to see him attack the hoop and draw contact and not rely on the floater because there are times where 
if that's the only thing you're going to, you're going to be a little bit more predictable. The big's going to step up. It's going to be, make it a harder shot. Like, can he yes. find ways to, to play like a cat and mouse game with those bigs when he gets in that area? Yeah. I mean, you need the option of the floater. The thing is, is that what separates you is when you make the decision of when to use it. That's like yeah. the really important thing. Once you get it for sure, for sure. Uh, number eight, Pee Wee the plug. Who are you drafting, man? You like the way I said that, right? That was good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest. A lot of people right here probably go with um, one of the Thompson twins or something like that. Maybe. I don't even think we picked Derek White here. I mean, I, thought- I think that would be a surprise to some that, he, that one of them wasn't drafted yet, right? No yeah, doubt. A lot of people are loving him right now. I have my, I, I have my, my bones to pick with that cloth of player. So I'm going to go with what I like and I prefer, which is Anthony Black. Y'all know I love uh, playmakers. Me too. Kenny has been my boy. Uh, Anthony Black gives me a little bit of Sean Livingston vibes when I mm. watch him, which has been. I was, yo, no lie. I was just thinking that today. And I didn't say it anywhere, so I can't pull up a receipt. But I was really, that's the person that came to mind. And I was wondering, did anybody else make that comparison? That literally yeah, I, came to I got that today. tweet out there. I got that tweet okay. out there like okay. three months ago. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, damn. <laughs> But I uh, know I I love Anthony Black and I love the fact that he plays for Arkansas with so many different uh, weapons. Jordan Walsh is there, Nick Smith when he plays, and they they brought back uh, from um, Brazil, transferred yeah, from Missouri. Missouri, okay, yeah, he had an incredible first game. So <clears throat> I I'm glad that he's in that type of situation because I'm gonna be honest. As much as I am a fan of his game, I think that's the best suited situation for him, and hopefully he has the the fortunate ability to go to a team like that in the draft. But I think um, I think it could do a lot of different things. It, I think a lot of people probably will throw the giddy comparison out there. Yeah. Uh, I think Anthony Black is going to be able to guard well at the next level as well. Legitimately, one through, one through three, one through four, depending on who we play. Sometimes we have six, five, six, six power forwards out there. And I think he's just going to be a guy that doesn't do anything wrong. My only thing, as much as I like him, is when you have guys like Anthony Black, jumbo playmakers, they sometimes don't do anything great either. And as a fan of his, I want to see him excel in something this year that can be like he's hanging his hat on that. Besides mm-hmm. the the playmaking, because we have Ben, Lonzo, we've seen the jump, the giddy sometimes where if all you are a passer, but you don't finish as well as you should for your size, or you don't shoot the ball as well as, as you should, you sometimes can get predictable. And we saw Lonzo struggle to get over a hump with his playmaking. Ben, Ben still does a very good job of playmaking, but when I watch the Nets, he's doing dribble handoffs to Seth Curry, Kevin Durant. This, this, so it's like, what, I mean, me and you've been defending Ben for years, but this is not the Ben we've been. Yes, yes, this is not. Who it's we coming off a back die. injury. That's you know, it's, that is true. Yeah, that very is true. true. That's a very significant injury. But um, you know, his his assist numbers are still high, but it's not a good example because he's just handed it off. But you know, <laughs> right. sometimes. The jumbo playmakers can struggle playmaking if they don't have a legitimate offensive weapon that they can rely on and leverage to continue to create defenses to collapse. So I want to see Anthony Black be an either very reliable shooter this year. He may just be an average one, which is also would be fine. But yeah. if so, I want to see him finish very well around the rim for his size, because then in attack mode, you know, it'll it'll be easier to make defenses collapse. You got to be able to leverage something to open up for the playmaking as, as great of a playmaker you are if you don't put the defense on their toes 
they're not going to give you anything to to create with. So I want to see that for Anthony Black this season. I think what separates him from some of those guys you were mentioning and not saying he'll be better than any of them is his fluidity is more like a true pure point guard than some of those guys, right? Like than maybe like a Ben Simmons, the Luca, LeBron, and not even not even comparing him to those guys, but he mm-hmm. really is like a point guard's point guard in a lot of ways. Yeah, he is. He is. Um, but all of them, all, all the fluidity is tough because all of them have a certain. I don't want to call it stiffness because I feel like that's a slight, but because right. they're so big, it just looks different from the six three guys and six four guys. And I don't. Right. I haven't seen any of them pop. Like though, like that's Penny Hardaway. When, you know, <laughs> that's that's Penny type stuff. Or you know what? I take that back. Lamelo, Lamelo yeah. does have his moments where he has a pop or burst that's reminiscent of like a six four, six three guard as well. Even though right, he's six right. seven, so I, I I'll say Lamelo passes that test. But Giddy, Giddy just did the three in and out thing the other night that didn't really look well. Lonzo is kind of <laughs> just like just yeah. moving through the motions. Ben obviously doesn't have a bag or anything like that. And we can't even bring Luca in. Yeah, Luca can do whatever. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. He's just he's Luca. He's different. So we are at number eight, right? We got to move on to number nine. Corey, who do you have? Uh, I'm gonna take Derek Whitehead here. Um, I he hits some of the toughest shots at Montverde out of any of these guys pre-college. Uh, six six, uh, pretty bouncy guy. Uh, handle can get a little bit loose sometimes, but it's functional enough for him to create space. Um, and I, I just think that as a baseline at this point with a guy who could shoot the ball like that and, and come off, you know, movement and, and pin downs, floppy action, stuff like that. Like he's got a high baseline. It's a guy like, even if he doesn't develop the on ball stuff, he's still going to be a guy who is spacing the floor, getting out in transition, and being kind of like a three and D guy, he's got better size than guys like Nick Smith and, and Keontae. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, another guy that is starting the year out hurt. I picked, mm-hmm. <laughs> I picked yeah, exactly. we, we got like three guys already, uh, but he's a talented, talented, you know, dude who had some real impressive moments, you know, hoop summit. Uh, he was, he was killing guys. So he's going to be a fun guy to monitor at Duke this year. Most definitely. I'm not hey. as familiar with, with with Derek, so I want to ask um, Corey again. I know the comp thing can be yeah. here or there, but just so I can have some idea of what to expect at Duke, do you have any names? All right, so I got a weird one. All right, because I, it's like if Lance Stevenson took okay. like his ADD medicine. So a winning version <laughs> of Lance. Uh, okay. I, I can get that. As crazy as, as weird as that may sound, I, I totally understood that. Because you have to tell I, I was expecting the antics is a very good basketball player. I, he, he is. And I was expecting a weird cop, but I didn't think the ADD medication would be in the mix. Um, Pete, number, number 10, who do we have? I guess now I'll take uh, Amen Thompson. Okay. Um, so here, so here, let, let me let me shift this a little bit because I've been asking this to a lot. And I actually watched him play in person in Atlanta. Oh, um, you did? O- okay. Yeah, at OTE. What are the biggest differences when it comes to him and his brother's game? Because I've been getting a lot of different answers when I'm asking a lot of different people, even though I have my own ideas. But I'm, I'm gonna let that. I'm gonna let you and Corey answer because I'm gonna be honest, I'm not as familiar. But when I have seen the OTE clips footage or any action that I have seen, he's always stood out more. I, I'm not saying he. I could be wrong. The uh, Asar could be the better one, but I'm a little bit more familiar with. Um, is it Amen or Amen? Amen. 
Oh, is it Amon? Okay. Yeah, um, yeah okay. I'm a little bit more familiar with Amon. Um, but that's that's because it's November and I, I do an NBA podcast, so my draft stuff won't come until <laughs> you're still up on it for, for yeah, people yeah. that focus you, on the NBA. I, I try that's thanks to no sellers. I'm not even just saying <laughs> that because, but you know, as long as you get that 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 newsletter every morning. You'll you'll be you'll be caught up, but no, um, it is free. I'll let y'all answer. I'll let so y'all answer. I think he's more of an initiator than a star, yeah. um, and a better passer. They both have the shooting issues. It is very similar. I think they're both super athletic. Maybe Amin is slightly the better athlete, but Corey, you could speak on more of all so, of that. Yeah, so I just got back from Atlanta a couple of weeks ago, seeing okay. them at the at uh, the OTE pro day. Uh, we actually asked um, Asar like what it's like like how did Amen become the guy who has the ball in his hands all the time and they said he he said like it just kind of happened naturally where as they were growing up he Amen was the guy that they always made play point guard so he was kind of playing off the ball more but he's like I can I can play make two um he, he told me that was one of the more underrated things about his game and I, I kind of agree I I'm actually I actually have Asar above Amen right now which I know is a wow. controversial pick and I'll say that because um, I think Asar's shot is a, is way ahead of Amen's right now. Amen's got a lot of lot of work to do still on that shot, and and they're working. Like I, I see the work they're putting in, um, but even like at the pro day, like just shooting around, like there were some stretches where it's like Amen like is missing a lot of just open shots at, in an empty gym that you know at. at a certain level you got to just be a better shooter you know in, in the last game they were daring him to shoot like one of the against the holy rams it's it's on youtube they they have it on youtube like at one point after he had airballed a three missed another one like the defender backed off seven feet off amen was like and this is their most like, recent him, game most recent game because i just um, watched i just watched the video of his, of his game yesterday i want to say and i'm thinking that's the game now that you said air ball i do remember like the air ball three yeah so a couple of like late i think later in the half like the the defender is like you could see him talking he backed up like let it fly you know and and wow. that that's kind of the level of i with asar i think i don't know i don't think his potential as is as high because amen is a, a very very good passer and he's six seven even without his shot, you are not going to be able to stop him from getting into the teeth of the defense of an NBA offense. He's got too quick a first step. But I think that the role that Asar has been playing, where he is more of an off-ball guy, where mm. it is a lot more like he can catch and shoot, catch and rip, get out and transition. He can create a little bit more. Plus the fact that I think just functionally his form is a little bit better. I feel like there's a translatability where he's got a higher floor. Because at the next level, like let's say, because Amen is right now, he's pro- he's the projected number three pick. Are you going to yeah. take the ball out of Cade's hands in Detroit? Are no. you going to take the ball out of Apollo and Franz's hands in Orlando? Like, and it's not to say that these guys can't play with multiple ball handlers. Obviously, they can, right? But if you're drafting Amen, it's you're really, I think you're really drafting him to be the point guard. Like mm-hmm. that is. You know, you want him to be like a big Russell Westbrook. And I just don't know if the threat of the shot is there. And also, like, these guys, something, and I don't know how to evaluate it properly yet because the sample size isn't there. 
these guys are playing kids that are like sophomores in high school. And well, you they, know, they, they did look good in TBT. They did. And they, and they look good uh, against uh, mega overseas. Yeah, yeah. So they, they do have those games where they did fit in and, and they played pretty much the same way, but they're yeah. not going out and just killing All some right, of these right. high school teams. Yeah. So right. I, I don't know. I, and I think seeing them up close, I think they both have a ton of potential. I've actually been like pretty, uh, like I've been getting higher on Asar because I, I just I see the potential in his jump shot. It's looking cleaner. He's made such strides with his base, like in his footwork this year. Um, and I think like if I could see that this year with Amen, where he's progressing with his shooting form, getting more consistent, I could see why a team is going to reach you know, not reach, but like take him very early on. Cause he does have special physical tools. I'm not there yet. Okay. That always scares me. I'll be, I, I'm, I'm always scared of the wings to have the potential, but the shot ain't there. Cause it can go, it can go either way. It can go Jalen Brown or Stanley Johnson. And yeah. that's just <laughs> no disrespect to Stanley Johnson. He had a hell of a time with the Lakers last year when they need him, but <laughs> you're drafting him at number seven, Detroit to be, somebody who's probably still on a team right now and yeah that, that's Jet. what i said with a coro I, I use that same comp for a coro i said you could it 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 doesn't take a lot for a guy like that to be stanley johnson so i i think amen has much better um ability with the ball in his hands to make plays for his teammates and get to the hoop but I'm also a little bit concerned with the touch around the rim. So, and and he has his mid-range game is pretty much non-existent, and that goes for the floater too. So, I'm skeptical. But he's a really good defender. He's an excellent, excellent passer, and he's a top-tier athlete. So he has things going for him. I think that like Akoro and Stanley Johnson didn't have just because he has other like that playmaking vision uh, to fall back on. But I'm a little bit more skeptical than the consensus. Corey, number 11, who do you have? All right, then I am going to go with Asar here. Okay, back to back, <laughs> yeah. back to back. I, I like Asar a lot. I think that he's smooth, man. Like, he he is smooth, and, and getting him around here is really good value because he's super athletic. I see him made, you know, we talked about the the shooting strides he made. I see those, and, and I think that that kind of uh, progress within a year, um, is really impressive, and uh, I think the the developmental system the uh, overtime elite has there is it really impressed me when I saw it saw it in person. Um, and like, I, I was actually surprised by how smooth he was because I think our man could be a little like herky jerky and like sudden with his mm -hmm. movements. Which mm -hmm. I, and I don't and I don't necessarily think that one is better than the other. I'm not trying to say that, but I, I saw Asar hit like this euro step right in front of me where he looked like he was gliding. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, that's an NBA caliber, you know, finish through traffic. Um, he'll put you on a post or two. He he gets after it. He's guarding point guards. Uh, I think that, you know, he's a, he's got a chance to be very Andrew Wigginsy in okay. the NBA. Okay. Who's a better athlete? Uh, I, I think Amen is... The more explosive athlete, but you think Asar is the more fluid? Yeah. 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 That's Makes sense. I, yeah. Makes sense. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Number 12, Pee Wee. Who do you have, man? Who do you have? Who do you have? I don't know. I got two guys. I don't know which way to go. I'm just okay. Just go Gigi Jackson. Okay. Gigi Jackson, South Carolina. Um, 
first game I've seen of his, I was really impressed. And I love the way they played through him. Let him be him. I think that's going to be a big key for him this season. Love his size, though. He was he was a lot big. for how for how he played and how he moved around. He was a lot bigger um, than I expected him to be, at least on screen. You know, you can see a height of six, eight, six, nine. But seeing it against the competition was in, in, intriguing. My one thing about him is. I hope he doesn't fall into the tweener, which we don't hear a lot in today's work game. Right, right. But um, I'm still trying to figure out. We have all season to figure out. It just started. Is he a three or a four? Mm-hmm. Probably a four, as from what I saw in the first game. But if he could get away with playing three, I think that's even better. But I like I like this game. He took a lot of tough shots, which means he can make tough shots. Normally, guys don't take those shots in the flow of an offense if they haven't been given the green light and permission to. Um, still ready to see more of his game because I only saw that that one collegiate game. That's what I try to judge off of, the college level, because I feel like high school, like, remember when Zion was just dogging high school? <laughs> and it was just like, what are <laughs> yeah, we, what it was doing? crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He was um, doing that in college, too, though. To be he, was, he was, he was, he was. <laughs> um, but that's what sealed it. The college part yeah, sealed yeah, it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But what I did see, I, I liked. I liked. He's strong, um, has the jump shot, made some threes, made some mid-range shots. He likes the ball with his back turned, you know, at the high post. So uh, I can't wait to see the rest of his game, like as a passer and whatnot. But um, definitely strong physical presence for him to be a teenager. That's always something that that's eye opening. 13, Corey. Uh, I'm going to take Jalen Hood Scafino uh, from Indiana. Uh, who is an, uh, another guy I think is, you know, been underrated in this process. I just yes. did my, my top 40 draft stock market um price updates where I, I basically go through all of the major boards and kind of average out everybody's stock price and he was at like 38 or something and, I love this uh, dude. and he man yeah he's like a point guard like this dude the pace that he plays with the understanding the nuance the little things he does like he, he'll come off a screen and he'll already recognize that a defense is like going to blitz him. So he takes like a quick retreat dribble and like, he'll move off it quick. Um, he just does things that maybe don't show up in the stat sheet offensively all the time, but lead to winning games. Then he's a, he's got great size. He's like six, five. He's, he's thick, uh, a good build. He's a really good mid range shooter. And even though he's not a consistent three point shooter right now, I think that, with his form and and the way he shoots a mid-range shot, I think he's going to be able to extend that range out to three. And I think that if you watch the Montverde tape, like, yeah, like Dariq Whitehead was the guy on that team, but I feel like he was like Jalen was the engine of that team. He was the one who made it go, who kept things under control. So um, I think that Indiana team is going to be a lot of fun. Um, I can't wait. I'm, I think I'm going to see them in a, a few weeks at Rutgers. So, uh, I think he's going to work his way to be in the lottery conversation. And Jersey Mike's, you go to Jersey Mike's to watch that. Oh, you, you already know. <laughs> that's music to my ears. I I, I wasn't even sure of of if Jalen uh, Shafino was going to be a guy that would leave. So to hear hear you giving that much praise to be a one and done. Pro- I love that dude. He plays like a. I don't know his background, but I wouldn't be surprised if he played cornerback or something in football. He just plays like a. Jalen Suggs is the same way, but I know Jalen Suggs used to play football. They just got a gear and a, a drive that's just like fearless. And that mid-range shot is so automatic. Yeah. He, I, I'm a it's mid-range tough. lover, so I, I, I love how automatic it is. Um, 
I'm at 14. You're at 14. You're rounding out the very early 2023 combos court mock draft. P, who you going with? I'm going to go with uh, Tukavion Smith, man. Hey. <laughs> yeah. My that might be player. the first returner. <laughs> yes. my Yeah, my type of player, man. Uh, Jordan Clark vibes. Whatever team draft him, let him cook. <laughs> oh, I said Jordan Clark. Jordan Clarkson, <laughs> let him cook. Let him do him. Already had explosive performance out the gate. Um, a guy that I was sure was going in the last draft. I thought he would mm. be part of that one. So to see him come back and want to solidify himself as a lottery pick was uh, was good to see. No more um, uh, Sebron. Yeah, he's, he's so a... Pelicans picked Orleans, him, I think. New Orleans, yeah. Yeah, uh, so he has a full throttle of that team over there in NC State. And I think he's just going to put on performance after performance. They might have a game where they play against a Duke or North Carolina. He has 30 and gives them a chance to upset. And that'll put everybody on the map of like, oh, this is the guy. This is the guy. Not that anybody's sleep. I don't want to put that. He's known. But I could see him. Um, running away with a couple nights on Twitter where everything is about him. The, the yeah, there you go. The casuals, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I love these type of players. Every draft needs a couple of these guys who can just Bones Highlands-esque, where it's just like you watch the tape and you're like, oh, whoa, Jordan who Poole. is that? Jordan Poole, yeah. I, I love his game a lot. There it is. But I do have one bonus question for each of you. Mm. Who wants to start first? I'll give you a different question each, and then we'll get out of here. <laughs> Who wants P, to go you first? Go. You go. You okay, go first, go. P. P. Amani Bates. Now it was just it, it was one game, right? Huge game. Mm-hmm. Usually, with one huge game, we don't change uh, where their draft stock is right away, right? But when you have one game and a guy that was that highly coveted in high school, mm-hmm. does that do anything significant to his draft stock, or what do you think? Significant? Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'll say significant, but I, I'll take that back. Yes, significant because it puts his, it puts his name in our minds in a more positive light than the last time we were seeing it. So I think that is, that's big in itself, but me knowing what I know about basketball, I support him. I want to see every kid do well, still not a fan of the type of shots because again, what Corey said about Amon versus a, a, a SAR, when you get to the league, you're playing a certain type of role next to Cade, LaMelo, Jalen um, Green, and Jabari, Paolo, Franz, and Wendell. Are you going to be able to be effective without the green light of doing a dribble step back three from almost half court? And I'm not sure if that's there yet. I'm not saying it can't be, but I think that's the more important question for me because so many guys come in the league highly touted and they're not that high school player that they was in high school right. in the NBA. Mm-hmm. What are the little things you can do to play winning basketball? And that's where Josh Hart's, Jeremy Grant's, that's when we fall in love with those names because they do the little things that impact winning because you're going. every team has a Damian Lillard who's getting 18 shots a night who will do the scoring part. It's about who can the Hornets put around LaMelo that'll do the little things that LaMelo is not going to do. And Mm -hmm. I'm not sure yet if Imani Bates has shown that. So I don't know too many teams. Like when you look at the team around the league, it's so much talent. What team is investing out of in in any of their upcoming picks to be the man outside of Vic and Scoop? You will have to go and literally take the keys 
from, you know, even the Pacers, Tyrese Halliburton, that's his team. De'Aaron Fox is on the Kings, Jalen Green and, and Jabari. You got Paolo. Every team has a guy. So I don't know. <laughs> you do know. <laughs> you just said a lot. You know a lot, Pete. All right. So, Corey, when we get back to this mock draft, maybe we'll we'll do this again. Mm-hmm. Is there sure. a chance that Bob Miller will be a no-brainer in the lottery? Ooh, a no-brainer. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be a no. I don't. I wouldn't say a no-brainer, but I think that he could be in the conversation. Okay. I, I think there is. Is he, a, is he not in the conversation now? I don't know. Well, yeah, I guess it depends who you ask. Some guys that know <laughs> ceilings, the the answer would probably be yes. Um, okay. Okay. For me, probably not. But he definitely had some interesting moments in in the FIBA tournament, and he Florida State is a great spot for this kind of archetype to develop. Yes. Um. But you know, with him, I definitely want to see it a little bit. I think that it's really hard to come into a conference like that mid season and like just go when yeah. everybody's been playing is polished. Yeah. I think he already like he's got that raw potential um, and he'll I think you're going to see like flashes from him, no doubt at, at any point. But I don't know if he's going to put those like consistent games together where it's like he just had like 15, seven, two assists, a steal and a block like consistently. I think he might have he might be up and down and that's why he'll be in the conversation because he has all of the measurables. He has the raw skills. I could see the conversation being similar with him as it was with like Usman Jang last season mm, where, yeah. where ultimately he did work his way into that lotto conversation. But if you checked in in the beginning of the season, when he wasn't necessarily ready, you would have been like this dude, he might not even be a second rounder. So, and he might come out of the gate a little bit uh, stronger than Usman did. You know, Usman was playing professionally, yeah. um, but yeah. I think he definitely has potential to work his way into that conversation. Yeah. I thought they were sleeping on the Millers, both of them, Brandon and Baba, but I don't yeah. think anybody's sleeping on Brandon anymore. So I think, I think some people are. From oh, yeah. What I, yeah. I've, I've seen people that are going like, you know, I, I've, I've talked to scouts and they say he should be a top five guy. And then there are NBA scouts that are saying that, you know, he, I don't see what everybody sees in him. You know, is he even a lottery guy? So I still think the jury is out on Brandon Miller, but mm. uh, especially because look, you know, the game, he had some, a couple of solid games, knocked down four threes in his last game. And real that's deal, what you want to see from him because real, that was one real of the deal. Questions. Three real yeah. deal threes too yes. from behind like NBA range. Um, but until you see that real high level conference schedule type stuff, that's when I think everyone's going to be like, all right, I, I see it now. People are always going to be skeptical and people don't want to move off their spot, their position and, and you know, <laughs> and, and evolve that quickly. So I, I think they're, but I agree with you. The the two Millers have, have been under the radar in comparison to some of the other guys. No relation, but they're being slept on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Corey and Pete, thank you so much. Uh, Corey, where can we find you? Social media, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, you can find... Me on Twitter at Corey Tulliba for now. Uh, you can find my YouTube, the NBA Draft Dude, or No Ceilings NBA. And uh, then go to noceilingsnba.com. You can find everything there. Subscribe to the site. We post uh, articles every day, Monday through Friday. It's completely free. 
and uh, you'll find the No Ceilings podcast and, and, and all that good stuff. Most definitely. Great site. Great YouTube channel. P, where can we find you, man? Uh, you need to be going to No Ceilings, <laughs> Substack, you sub, you get that email every morning. I'm telling you, it's a great way, especially if you're an NBA person. Me, I like to start my morning. I'll cook me some breakfast or something, and I'll get on my laptop, and I could just read an article, one article a day. It keep the 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 bus potential out the way. There we go. No, go to go to no ceilings. Um, get you some merch. You see Corey wearing a shirt right now. Um, get the magazine. Get the act. The next magazine when the draft is coming. But I think they y'all dropped something that was like a preseason yeah. thing that I think will help a lot of people. And yeah, dive into them articles, man. I've been putting everybody as as much as I can on because it's a good educational tool for people that want to you know dive in with the draft everybody wants to be a part of that conversation when the summer comes so in order to do that learn from the experts who's putting the work in and put the pride to the side and stop asking like you know everything because i feel like <laughs> everybody does that around draft time. oh i saw it it doesn't guys are doing it now until the draft guys like me i get in when i can so so the times that i can't i'm relying on what Corey is saying and he's helping me um figure out what i'm what i'm doing and it's more than Corey, obviously um they got a great collective over there so don't worry about it. you can find me you need to find those ceilings so through can, the wire so you can come <laughs> come to Wait, the draft you got, table you guys collabed <laughs> in the past right with a magazine cover through the yeah. wire yeah. yeah i i remember that i remember oh that. yeah our first he's, magazine he's a real one man and all those guys you know the, the whole crew like you got to real, meet them for the first time deal. at Summer League, too. Hell yeah. You know what's funny? Let me tell us that story uh, story real quick about Summer League because it ties back into the mock draft. We, uh, me and a couple of the No Ceilings guys, went to the, the smaller gym. And we were watching, I think it was Cleveland versus San Antonio. And Blake Wesley's cooking. And, and we're sitting just in the stands. Scoot Henderson walks in. And he sits, like, right next to us. This is before this is summer league. This is before the the Victor game. Maybe a couple of people knew who Scoot was at this point. So he's just chilling, watching the game. Nobody's really coming up to him. A, five minutes later, P and and the through the wire guys walk in the gym, and you got more more kids in the stands <laughs> shouting them out, saying what up, than they did Scoot Henderson. <laughs> <laughs> That uh, honestly doesn't surprise <laughs> me, man. Doesn't surprise me. Hey, give Scoot Henderson <laughs> six months. <laughs> hey, he boy, we're gonna be trying to get him on a podcast. He go, he not even gonna care. <laughs> Great job, guys! Thank you so much for taking the time. Really appreciate both of you. You're always welcome back. Let's do it again soon, man. Hey, always, you, man. dude. See y'all soon. There it was. The very early 2023 NBA mock lottery draft with Corey and Pierre. Big shouts to both of them for joining in. Big shouts to everyone who tunes into the show across the globe. Don't forget to rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button wherever you tune in to Combo's Court. Be on the lookout for episode 419. Combo out.